Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show right here on this Tuesday, WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Full show tonight up until 7 o'clock, and then it's Red Sox baseball, Sox up against the Texas Rangers. Right now, though, I want to continue our conversation on the New England Patriots, and I want to go out to the phone line and talk about the 0-2 Pats with Evan Cohen. He's one of the new hosts of the new morning show over at ESPN Radio called Unsportsmanlike, and we play a lot of audio from there on this show, so you've heard Evan's voice plenty of times. Evan, how are you? Good, Brady. I appreciate you having me. I appreciate you being with us. Let me start with this. You are a Patriots fan at 0-2. Are you panic or patience? A thousand percent patience. Let's be fair on this. You lose the first game to the Philadelphia Eagles. If Kishon Booty's feet are down, who knows what happens. That's the defending NFC champs. You lose the second game to the Miami Dolphins, who many people think have the leading candidate right now for MVP in Tua. And... Who knows, all of a sudden, if Cole Strange is one inch taller and gets the ball further, which I'm not blaming him, the offensive lineman and the lateral for Mike Gusecki, who knows what happens. They were inches away from two of the top five teams in the NFL. Coming off a season in which their offense at times looked inept, I think their defense is one of the best in the league. The first game, they were without their starting guards and right tackle. The second game, they were without both tackles in Trent Brown and Riley Reeve and without their second, third, and fourth best corners. I am unbelievably patient with this team right now. I think everything you said is right. I think everything you said is fair. But you know as well as I do that for the la- for, for 20 years, the Patriots found a way to win those games. For the last four, they found ways to lose them. I mean, offsides against the Eagles on a play that negates a 15-yard loss there for the Eagles. Holding in the end zone, that gives the ball at the one-yard line. They make little mistake after little mistake, and they've been doing that for years now, Evan. That is fair, but we have to understand we're looking at them through a different prism. Tom Brady is not there anymore. And so it is demoralizing to say this, that maybe the New England Patriots are more similar to a lot of other franchises in that there is a such thing as a moral victory, which is nauseating to think because if 12 was the under center, there is no such thing as a nauseating victory. And yes, this is years of it. The Bengals game last year, the Raiders game last year. Mm -hmm. I would agree with you, but we're talking about two teams in Miami and Philadelphia that I think you and I would both be stunned if come playoff time are not in the mix. So if they play the exact same way against the Jets on Sunday as they did against Miami and Philly, my assumption is they will win that game and win other games against lesser teams. But yes, I am as charged, guilty, on celebrating a moral victory. What do you think of the decision by Belichick to keep Pop Douglas on ice after the fumble? I, I get maybe that worked in 1990, but this isn't baseball, right? We don't have 14 guys in Double A that are prospects to bring up to replace guys who make mistakes. You got your 53, and you took a contributing player who has some speed off the field. You hurt the rest of the team in order to do what? To send a message? What about wrapping your arms around a young player? And, and I'm not saying to excuse it, but coaching the kid up rather than beating him down. I think that is wrapping your kids, your arms around a young player, that's a, you know, a young adult out there, right? I actually think that is exactly what that is. He just does it differently than other coaches do. He's done it the same way, as you said, for 20 years. And you can say, well, you have to evolve. You have to change. I get it. But that's part of the accountability culture that they have, that you cannot fumble the football. You, cannot, you have to be aware that all of a sudden Bradley Chubb can come from the opposite side of the field and strip the ball. I mean, I was watching that, and you saw that strip coming from a mile yes. away, and the first thing I thought of was, 
there's no chance in hell that Julian Edelman would have fumbled that ball. Hmm. None. He would have made that same catch. He would have been explosive off of the catch. He would have gained further yardage from that, like Demario Pop Douglas did, the rookie out of Liberty, and there's no way he would have fumbled the ball. And I think part of the benching comes for the long term. I think New England has always operated as a long-term, build-steadily kind of organization, and I actually think that's exactly what he did. He did show some love and respect for Douglas on Sunday night because I think he's telling him, I believe in you for the long term. And because of the fact that I believe in you for the long term, I have to penalize you in the short term. Tom Curran, NBC Sports Boston, called it selective punishment. I mean, we didn't see Mac benched after a bad pick. We don't see defensive players benched after bad holding penalties or a bad offsides penalty. What do you make of those claims about selective punishment? Well, I think it's fair, but I also think it comes from a position that they're a lot deeper at in terms of the active bodies, right? I mean, you could say, well, Juju Smith-Schuster is not exactly what they thought he would be health-wise coming in, but you still have Devontae Parker. You still have Schuster. I guess, I mean, they they have other guys in the mix, and obviously Booty wasn't active. Thornton is not active. I get that. But there are still more guys there, plus the double tight end look. So, yeah, you could say selective uh, punishment. I think there is something to that. But Mac Jones is not a rookie. What rookie did something on the defense that was so poor? Christian Gonzalez has been unbelievable. Dan White has been very good as well. So, I, I mean, we saw, we've seen it in years past. I believe we saw it a couple of years ago with Christian Barmer when he made a mistake along the defensive line. And I think that I look at it and I say I believe in Belichick always developing his players for the long haul. You became a – we're talking to Evan Cohen, by the way, ESPN radio host with us here on the Brady Farkas Show on DEV. You became a Patriots fan, you once told me, because of Tom Brady, because you're attracted to greatness. As someone who's attracted to greatness, how frustrating has it been to watch the Patriots backslide? Oh, yeah. No, I'm a front runner. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to hide that, right? Uh, but I've been a front runner long enough where I'm earning maybe a stripe, but maybe not <laughs> plural in terms of stripes. Um, yeah, it's frustrating, but I still see greatness organizationally. I still see greatness with the Kraft family. I still see greatness with Belichick. I still see the development of players and, and personnel, and I see them drafting a guy like Cole Strange in the first round when everybody's looking at them, and I think it's pretty clever player at some point. I see them drafting Christian Gonzalez, and like already he's the best corner they've had since still uh, more, right? I mean, I, I think that you look at them and I still think that there is that greatness and I still am attracted to that greatness. I don't see it necessarily in Mac Jones, but I see it in and around the organization. You've been in New York a long time. You've been around the New York Jets for a long time. Patriots are going to take on the Jets coming up on Sunday. Yes, I believe it's a must win. Yes, I think the Patriots will win. Talk to me a little bit about Zach Wilson, though, and kind of where he's at. Okay, so I think that we forget something. And I'm to blame, too. And you probably didn't talk about it on your show because I know you cover Boston and New York and in and around both of the areas, right, at times yeah. on the course of your show. Yes. So one thing we all avoided, the Jets acquire Aaron Rodgers. All the focus is on Aaron Rodgers. Do you remember last year, and I know you do, when the New York Jets players wore Mike White T-shirts? I have never seen an organization openly dislike a member of their mm. own organization the way in which the Jets players and coaches allowed them to dislike publicly Zach Wilson. And now you're going to tell me he's the guy? I think this has been an amazing experience for Zach Wilson to sit behind Rodgers and learn from him. The problem is, I think we all lost sight of the fact that the Jets players and personnel gave up on this guy. So if he's not going to be very good, we shouldn't be surprised. Why, Brady? Because they told us they don't like him. 
So if New England can't win against that guy on Sunday, you're right. There is a must-win element, and then then we're going to have that conversation of, oh, my God, could Belichick be on his last legs, which I don't think he is. But that is not a team on offense that is impressive. In addition, they have, I think, inexplicably had the young players out there complaining. I mean, Brees Hall is going to put out there the, the four footballs that he only got four attempts. I mean, my God, Brees, you're not Jim Brown. Can we relax a little bit? I mean, Sauce Gardner is going to be, uh, you know, taking down his Twitter Let's let's pipe down a little bit here on this, and I think the Jets are already starting to show us same old Jets kind of mentality. By the way, you said the other day, I think it was yesterday, yeah, yesterday, that the Giants should not be excited about their victory against the Cardinals. I very much agree with you on that statement. I mean, how can you be? You're down twenty to nothing in the first half of a game against a team that would rather lose than win. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the players don't feel that way, but organizationally to put players on the field or taking players off of the field who could help them in the case of off of win on lose. And you're still losing to them the way you were losing to them. You can't be celebrating that. Congratulations. You saved your season for a little bit. And now a short week on Thursday playing against San Francisco. And then correct me if I'm wrong, they have Seattle and Miami after that. It's not a leap without Saquon to think that that team is going to start the season one and three. And I'll go one step further because we pay attention to this as, you know, Patriots people and people that cover, in your case, the past. The Belichick assistants have an interesting career arc in the NFL. Everybody assumes they're all terrible. That's not necessarily true. But what they all are is overachievers in year one, underachievers in year two. Go look at Nick Saban with the Dolphins, year one versus year two. Go look at Josh McDaniels with the Broncos, year one versus year two. Go look at Romeo Cornell, year one, year two with the Browns early on. Look at Eric Mangini with the Jets, year one versus year two. It's not surprising to me that Brian Dayball overachieved in year one and likely will underachieve in year two. And year three is always the test for the Belichick assistants. Can Joe Judge, who obviously is back with the Pats now, had a much better year one than he did year two with the Giants. So we forget because they've all had the stops elsewhere, including Buffalo. But most of his time in his career was spent with Belichick. He learned from the greatest ever. And those guys changed the culture and changed the program in year one. And they overachieved then and underachieved in year two. Evan Cohen, ESPN Radio, Unsportsmanlike. That's their new morning show at ESPN Radio. You hear a lot of clips from it throughout the day here on our station. And uh, we're partnered with ESPN Radio as well. And Freddie Coleman is on our show every week, and he'll be on again with us tomorrow. Evan, man, much appreciated as always. Go Pats, and we'll catch up soon. Oh, it's my pleasure. Anytime. I appreciate you having me, and go Pats.